Trading Nut, episode 89. So I really wanted to get to the level of mastery where I could just read the market and get like really tight stop losses and high risk reward trades. That's the style I wanted. Um, and people think with that style, your win rate drops. Now, that's not true. It's all down to your execution as a trader. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Ali from London on the show. Now, Ali is a Forex trader. He's also a doctor. He's only 26, and he's come on the show after a listener said, hey, you've got to get him on. This guy's getting massive risk-to-reward uh, trades. Uh, and boy, damn, this guy, uh, honestly, he shared so much. He shared absolutely everything, um, probably too much in the show. So you're not going to hear it here on the audio, but we also jump into a video session afterwards, which goes for a, a good chunk of time, even shows... I think it's account withdrawals in there as well. So, guys, it's worthwhile checking out the video after listening to this. Now, uh, there's a few other things happening there over on YouTube, which I'm, I'm pretty stoked about. So there's a trader versus trader challenge where I'm getting random guys on the internet who can trade or think they can trade, uh, have got a bit of bit of a track record behind them, can prove to me that they know what they're doing, can talk to a price chart, are a bit entertaining. I want to get you on the show and take you through a trading view replay challenge. My sponsor, City Traders uh, Imperium, is putting up a £400 prize for, for anyone that enters and wins the entire thing. There's also spot prizes there for every uh, for the first round where guys get a chance to win a copy of my or get access to my robot builders club depending on how much how much they share. If they share more, if you guys get to vote on whether or not they get access to my robot builders club. So um, there's so much going on and that's just trader versus trader. We've also got the trading view replay challenge where past guests are coming on going through TradingView in replay mode, which is what Trader versus Trader is all about. And they're basically being put to the test. So we've had some interesting results over there. Uh, go and check them out. I, I'm just about to get what I think is going to be an absolute gold episode out there on TradingView replay challenge. So a couple of things to check out, as well as build that bot. And this is where I'm getting past guests of the show to give me a strategy, and we're chucking it up there. You guys get to learn the strategy. I then get to try and build that bot and automate the whole thing. This week, I'm working on Momo's robot. So Momo Forex from a while ago, he's come on. We've got a video up there on YouTube, which is the, uh, the I think he's called it the, the uh, actually the title of the video is really good because it's it's what he what he says basically you can trade this on the system on any pair so he's got a, like a massive list of pairs that he trades it on so this is uh so I've gone off and built this I'm testing it now it's looking pretty good and I'm going to have that up there for you guys to see the results on the YouTube channel soon and I might even be able to I don't know if I convince Momo to, to give it away to my robot builders club members let's just let's just see um, but there is a promo going on over there guys if you do want to join up and we are building some awesome bots over there, uh, guys who've got no experience whatsoever, uh, are turning out you know really good robots as well. So guys, check that out, Robot Builders Club. There's a free training as well if you want to check that out on the site. Right, without further ado, let's get on with the show with Ali. It's another Ali on the show, so don't get confused between the two of them. This guy's pretty unique. He's a doctor. You're going to hear it here right now on Trading Up. All right, folks, here we are with Ali from London. Uh, but you're in the Ukraine. How's it going, Ali? How's it going, man? Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, well, look, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on because uh, I mean, one of the guys who uh, 
who recommended I get you on, said, look, this guy's phenomenal. He's got getting some massive reward trades here. You've got to get him on. I looked at some of the stuff he did on Instagram, and he, and he was right. Um, we've since just sat down and done a, a pretty much a 50-minute walkthrough of a whole bunch of stuff on a price chart, and I've got to say it was amazing. So I can't wait to jump on after this interview and hearing your story and uh, and really sort of diving into a chart and letting some of the guys see what, or letting the guys see what you, what you know. So... To start off with, do you want to give us your sort of background? How did you get into it? I mean, you're, you're 26, you're a doctor, uh, or you just qualified as a doctor. I mean, how did you get into Forex and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, so I just uh, I just turned 26 a couple of months ago in July. Um, a doctor, I just qualified a couple of months ago as well. So I started trading when I was in my third year of medical school. One of my friends used to run a signal service, and he just approached me. And if anyone's followed signal services, they know that it's really hard to trust it, right? Especially me, which, you know, I'm a real control freak in life, right? I need things to be a certain way. Um, so when I was following his signals, I just really, I was very curious, like how he was coming to the ideas that he was sending, right? So he would send a signal, like, I don't know, pound, yen, buy. And obviously I would take the trade, but I wouldn't trust it, right? Because, you know, it's very hard to put your money on the line if you don't know exactly why someone's recommending something, right? So I just, I just spoke to him and said, look, why are you doing this? He told me about some basic support and resistance ideas, right? And at the time, obviously, I'm a complete novice, right? I don't have no background in trading, economics, nothing, right? I was just blown away. I was like, so there's actually some method. And this is exactly what I said to him. I said, there's a method to the madness, right? You're not just guessing. And that was just basic support and resistance, right? Then I kind of just went away and I just kind of explored everything. So I've only been trading, as most of the guys on my team know, for just under two years, right? Live trading just over a year so. I've come extremely far because I've just back-tested everything. It's like I went through the process of trying harmonics, like patterns, like wedges, but I, every time the same conclusions, right, I would get consistency, but the consistency wasn't there. And in my mind, I was like, well, the entities that are controlling price of the banks, right, are they really trading with a 50-50 stop loss? No, because when they want to move the market where they want to move it, they just move it, right? So I really wanted to get to the level of mastery where I could just – read the market and get like really tight stop losses and high risk reward trades that's the style i wanted um and people think with that style your win rate drops now that's not true it's all down to your execution as a trader right and this is one thing i really emphasize your trading plan gets you there so you know if you look through my personal telegram you know i've, I've posted my trading history every time my win rate is pretty high it's in the 70 to 80 percent for the risk reward i do that's pretty exceptional because what you're doing is when you're cutting your stop loss by so much, you're actually reducing your margin per error. Now, the only the only way you can protect yourself is if you have checklists or as I call, you know, criteria in place or, you know, protocols, right, that guide you for everything to do from actually when you first come to the chart, right, what's your directional bias, all right, what is your entry protocol? Because trading is a high-risk profession, would you agree? Yeah? yeah, very high risk, especially, right? like aviation or F1, right? So what makes us think that we're going to trade the, the most difficult market in the world without protocols in place? Your protocols protect you. They allow you to be human. Um, so, yeah, that's just a bit of background. So my journey has been like like pretty extraordinary, to be honest. And I was talking about this yesterday on my personal IG, that people have followed me from the beginning. They've seen the amount of work I put in. Even now, right? I'm managing 56 guys on my team currently. Um you know, doing some phenomenal output on my personal trading account, I'm still putting the most amount of time out of everyone on the team because I have to lead by example, right? You don't get to the top and you want to stay there, right? You don't want to just achieve something and just think, you know, just because I've started hitting consistently trades, I'm just going to become complacent. So even even the other night, you know, I was up until four in the morning refining our trading plan, and that's the kind of mindset you need to have. Now, I'll give you a quick personal story, right? Everyone thinks, right, they want to be a trader, right? Everyone wants the 7 million lifestyle, right, where you travel, etc. right? Not many people want to put the time in. So two of my close friends at uni, they recently approached me, teach us how to trade, right, because they obviously see my work. Happy to hop on a call with them. For the first week, super enthusiastic, right? Let's get on a call uh, to, like, um, you know, let's get on Zoom. When you've got time, let me know. Haven't heard a peep from them in the last three weeks. Can you believe that? Yeah. So this is really something you have to do. It's like anything in life, right? If you want to be exceptional, you have to go all in. You have to be all in, right? And the real thing about me is I never thought about the money. And now people say that, right? I truly didn't think about the money. I still don't because 
once you master it, the money's going to come. It's got nowhere to go. Yeah, but it's all about it's all about having that work ethic and that the, the goal. You have to see as yourself as a trader what your goals are. Is your goal to leave your nine to five? Is your goal to travel the world? Like my goal currently in the next twelve months is to open my hedge fund. And that's the reason why I mentor is because I'm trying to incubate talented traders. So when the hedge fund opens, we've got we've got traders there that can manage the capital. So that's my goal currently. Right? Um, and my story is like anyone else, right? I was working part time when I was at university. I was doing a sales job. I was selling, uh, I think, uh, loans to businesses. And I just quit. One day I just said I quit because I needed to focus on my trading. So I went through that scary experience. Like if anyone quit their job or been like cut off from a job, they know how scary that is, right? Because you don't have any stable income coming, right? At that time, that was really difficult because I really had to execute under pressure, right? Yeah. So I've had loads of experiences like that throughout my trading journey, which have got me to the point where I am today, really. Um, so yeah, that's a quick background really about where I came from. And, cool. And that's, it's bit. amazing that you, you had a friend that was running a signal service. I mean, how did he get it? How did he get into it? So I think, I mean, I, I don't want to name him, but um, yeah, he still runs his service at the moment. But most of these guys that are running signal service, right, you know this in the industry, what they do is they sign you onto their broker, they get a commission, right? And they charge you a monthly subscription, right, for the, for the signals. That's what, they, that's what naturally happens, right? So that was his business, basically. So, you know, I'm, I still know, I still am in touch with him, but, you know, signal services just don't work. If you want to be a trader, you really have to learn to trade yourself. Yeah. So even today, I, I mean, even to this day, I get asked, you know, can are you do you run a VIP signal service? And I just think, well, I'm just giving all my trades for free on Telegram. You could just be following and learning them. Yeah. Because um, again, signal service, you're never going to be satisfied, right? Even if you make so much money, right, following someone's signals, you're always going to feel empty because you're not doing it yourself. So, so with your with your sort of approach to your learning and stuff, I mean, when when did you sort of go, okay, look. I think I'm content with with what I've discovered, and uh, and I I don't need to need to sort of look any further into into how the market's moving and, and how my, what my approach is going to be. I'm still not content, to be honest. That's the truth answer. So even the other day, I was saying I was refining our sell model. So there's always things you can improve. I mean, that's a cliche, but when you come to you know when you come to the level that we trade at, right, with the tight stop losses, there's always something that you need to work on. So for me, our personal struggles as a team, and I'll share it. We were really struggling with the points of interest, right? Where we're going to look to take the trades, our entries specifically, right? So that was a question that was really bugging me. And that's what, something I had to work on. And now we figured it out. So there is always going to be something you can do, whether it's the trade management, the execution, the entry, the exit. There's always something you're going to do because, again, we're trying to well, – anyway, my goal is to get as close to 100% efficiency on the entry, entry and exit, right? That's, that's the level we want to be operating in. So – you know, you really there is always room to improve, and there's different facets of trading that you need to master, right? So, if people know me and those that don't know me, I'm I'm not. I used to be a principal Wyckoff trader, right? So that's trading the schematics, right? Now I've evolved my trading. I do a lot more advanced structure stuff. I do a lot more stuff around higher time frame order flow, etc. Entry. So there's different facets in trading you need to master, and this comes down to that seven step uh, trading plan that I talk about, right? So you need to master the market direction. How do you know which pair, where a pair is going to go before you even trade it, right? So I was speaking to you about this before we did the interview, right? Now, a lot of people come on the charts and they think, today I feel like trading USDJPY, or today I want to trade USD Swiss franc. That's not the way it should be. There has to be a reason, right? When you go to a restaurant, do you fancy having pizza or burger, right? You need to know before, right? Yeah? So the market is the same thing. Anything you do, you have to do with purpose. Because if you don't do with purpose, then you're, you're gambling. And and going to sort of back to the point where you mentioned about you know trying to pick your entry and and I suppose with these big massive R trades I mean you you're uh, perhaps having quite a tight stop loss is that would that be right and and how'd you go about finding it? So you have specific points of interest, right? These are areas uh, that there's criteria for that that we use where the market's going to come and then we scale into the lower time frame to see how price is reacting off that level, right? you're then looking for either a schematic to build. You can go down that perspective or you can go down the structure perspective because something happens over and over again. 
something called the complex pullback, which I discussed with you on the call before. A lot of people don't know this. So we're either going off the structure perspective or the uh, the flow perspective from the, the schematic itself, because you want the market to prove itself to you, right? I never take a trade. Like I don't recommend any of my guys take a trade on a point in the market without the market proving itself. You want to see a shift in order flow, right? And a shift in market structure before you can get into the trade. Now, another thing is with the tight stop losses we get, right? Two to five pip stop losses normally, right? In the beginning, you're not going to trust it. Yeah, you're not going to trust it because it's, it's a different world, right? And like I said, in the beginning, you're learning this stuff, right? So you have to allow yourself to be human. So even when you look at my trading history, I don't trade more than one half a lot, one lot, right? Which surprises people, right? So last week, I think I made like 9,000 profit just trading half a lot. Now, most people in terms of big traders that you follow in, on Instagram, they're trading 10, 15 lots, 20 lots. That's craziness, right? People think you need to trade high lots to make money. It's not true because when you put high lots into the market, right? What you essentially do is your psychology is focused on the lots versus actually trading the charts, right? So even if I have a two to five pips, I still trade half lot to one lot because I just don't want that stress, right? I want to be focused objectively on what the when the market is doing. So I'll just give a practical example, right? One of my guys is doing his FTMO, and I, I'm sure you wouldn't mind me sharing this, right? So he was in a gold trade, the same one I'm in, right? And he had like four or five lots running, right? Now. The market has moved 300 pips up for us, right? He's seeing like some considerable profit. He's seeing like five to six k. What is he solely focusing on? His lots and his profit, right? He's forgotten everything else that the market is doing. So if he had just held that trade a bit longer, he would have been done with his FTMO last week on the Friday, right? But because he closed out, and then he saw gold fly for another, well, currently another 500 pips. He's furious, right? His psychology is all over the place because. He just realized, well, if I just stayed in a bit longer, I would have been done. So what did he do on the next trade? He over leveraged and he lost X percentage. So the market is really designed to make you crazy, right? <laughs> That's why I give the guys on my team protocols that keeps them sane, even down to where they exit the market. Because you want to you keep, you keep your psychology uh, an evil, even keel, right? So again, you know, a student, he messaged me and we're good friends. You know, he was gutted. He said, you know, I'm that down to 3% on my FTMO when he could have been done. All because he had high lots, right? So you have to recognize, you know, you're, we're human, right? We have these flaws, right? Greed, fear, whatever. That's what the market you know, works on, right? So if you recognize these, you need to do things differently. So, and out of all the guys on my team, right, there's guys that are FTMO funded, etc. I guarantee most of them don't consistently make more than me. And I trade the least amount of volume. I trade half a lot, one lot. Yeah. So again, you have to ask yourself, right? You see traders all the time on the internet trading two to five lots. Are they taking home 10K with them every week? No, they can't. Mm. And it's also perspective, right? I say to the guys, right? If you want a 600, six figure account at the end of the year, right? You only have to bank 300 quid a day. Yeah. And again, this is another thing people don't talk about, right? Where are you in that cycle or that timeline? So what I mean by that, in the beginning, when we first start trading, right? We make our first couple of quid, right? Four, five, 10 quid, right? And we're like excited, right? And then we consistently start making like you know, twenty to fifty dollars or twenty to fifty pounds. Great. Then we start making a hundred to two hundred consistently. That's a big jump, right? Psycholo- psychologically and trading wise, that means you're starting to do some things right. Then you get to that five hundred to thousand a day threshold, right? And then you get to that one grand, two grand threshold. Then you get to that five k, ten k threshold. Where are you on that cycle currently, right? And me being honest, right, currently I'm in that cycle where, you know, I make 1 to 2K consistently. And I've showed you my MT4 right, before we got on this uh, yeah. recorded uh, version, right? You know, I've got 1.5K running, right? That's life-changing money because even if you bank 500 quid every day, right, which, is, which isn't which is a lot by the way we trade, right? What's that at the end of the week? 2.5K. What's that at the end of the month? 10K. Which jobs are paying you 10K every month? Zero. Right, so I have friends who qualified as doctors same time as me. Their their salaries are only a few thousand a month, right? It's nowhere near the, the volume that I get to because I just let go of my ego at the door. I said I don't want, I don't care about putting five lots on and putting showing it on Instagram, right? I don't care, right? What do I care about? I want growth at the end of the day on my account, right? So even if you trade half a lot, which is I normally I trade, right? And my average, my, you know, according to my FX book, anyway, I average about 80 to 100 pips a trade, right? What does that mean in physical money? That means I'm banking almost 500 quid per trade. 
I do that 10 times, right? In a week, what, what is that? 5K, right? I do that four times in a month. That's 20K. Do you see how, do you see how practical that is, right? Yeah. So 20K a month, you do that for 12 months, you're in the 1% in the world. Yeah, look, uh, it's interesting that, especially with the tight stop. And I mean, on that, like with the with the lower lot size, which I think is fantastic. You know, is when when people actually do the maths, uh, you know, you realise, oh, I don't, maybe I don't need to risk as much as I am risking. If it, maybe it's just yeah. the reward that I'm I'm going for and the stop is is what I should be focusing on. Uh, what... Even if my stop loss is so tight, right? The way I think about it, right? My goal is to have a hedge fund, right? If you look at any professional hedge fund, they don't even risk one percent because. People focus on the percentage, right? Now, let's say you're managing a $1 million book, right? What's 1% of that? 10K, right? Do you, as a fund, really want to be losing 10K per trade? No. So what are you going to do? Your risk parameter is going to decrease, isn't it? You want to maybe risk one or two grand per trade, right? So hedge funds, professional traders that think about the long term versus I want to get my Lamborghini or McLaren next week, right? They think I want to risk dot three to dot 0.5%. Some even risk dot two. Yeah. Now, trading, a, you know, trading, and again, trading small lot sizes is the way to go because like I've just showed you, math, mathematically, right, if you just trade half a lot, right, which most people can do on a 1K account with, with you know, the tight stop losses or whatever, and you're banking 80 to 100 pips, which we do consistently with the method we trade, like GJ, I've got running almost 200 pips right now, right? Gold's at five, 600 pips. So if you're banking 500 quid consistently, you do that a few times in a week, you've got a few grand. That's life-changing money. Like that, that, that really starts making a difference to what you can do in life. Because no jobs in the world are paying you that much. Like unless you own your own business, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Now, now on that, like, so say, say for example, with such a tight stop loss, with such a low risk in comparison to what some other traders are doing, who, who you know can get that sort of return, but obviously not the uh, not the reward that you're you're after. Are you entering multiple times and, you know, the stop getting hit and, you you know, you sort of see another setup and then enter again? Or is it a one-hit wonder? If it didn't work, I'm, I'm done with that trade. I'll move on. Okay. So my, my trading, this is going to surprise you. I don't trade with stop loss. And everyone on my team knows that, right? So even though I have the, the – I see where the stop loss used to be, I don't do it. Because at the moment, right, I've been honest, right, I've only been live trading for a year and a bit, right? My execution is still not where it needs to be, right, in terms of – the point of interest in particular what we're working about right so normally where we enter the market there are multiple pois points of interest where we enter right so to save myself the hassle of my stop loss getting here and i'm losing percentages unnecessarily i just don't have a stop loss right that allows me the margin for error right that if i'm wrong by one or two pips is okay i can sustain the drawdown right but i've got that 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 exercise you know that exercise that okay i nailed i nailed that trade okay that stop loss would have worked so euro usd i show you that trade which was 101 on the channel channel right that was a 1.1 pip stop loss now did i trade it accordingly to a 1.1 pip stop loss no i still put half a lot in right so again it all depends on what you want to do as a trader most people i recommend trading with a stop loss in the beginning but with me not trading with a stop loss it actually made me into a much better trader because it forced me to be more precise in the market right but particularly the points where we enter the market, there's multiple POIs just like 10 pips away from each other. So it doesn't make sense to take a hit. Yeah. If yeah, you know okay. the market direction is going, right? And we spoke about previously, you know, how important market direction is. I know where GJ is going based on what the dollar is, not the dollar index, what the US 30 graph is going, right? So if I'm wrong, I'm not wrong by much. So I have that room to sustain the drawdown. Does that make sense? Yeah, right? it does. Now, it does. Yeah. Another strategy I have, right, when the price suddenly was to tank, right, and I've got no stop loss in, I know how to hedge, right? So this is one of my good friends. He, he taught me how to do this. You just hedge your trade, right? And you just wait until the price gets to your the, the, the true POI once you work it out, and you can ride it back up. So you turn a losing trade into a winner. Okay, so um, so the so for the for the uh, skeptics out there on on probably on YouTube uh, who are watching this and they're going, hang on a sec, you just told us the stop loss was two to five pips, and now you're telling us you don't use a stop loss. Um, yeah. What's your what's your uh, what do you say to that? So the point there is is because I'm trying to build my confidence to trust my two to five pip stop loss, right? In the future, I will, right? But I'm trying to build up that data profile, right? That you know, can I nail the peak point of interest every time? Right. I've just got to be honest with myself, right? 
I don't nail the point of interest every time. No one can, right? How do you know exactly where the market's going to turn, right? When you look at any chart, you have multiple POIs, right? Yeah. Now, the guys on my team, they all use stop losses. I'm the only one, right? But I have that mental exercise that I know, okay, I nailed the trade. That was a phenomenal trade. It was hypothetically a two or three pip stop loss, right? The other cases where I'm wrong, I'm not really losing the trades because I'm in drawdown by only 10 to 15 pips, and the market normally goes my way. Now, if I, at that time, put a two to five pip stop loss, I've just lost, I don't know, half a percent or 1%. Then I enter in, and again, that's pointless, isn't it? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, when I mean, I it's, definitely gonna, it's definitely going to ruin your win rate. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's, not, it's not about if being... You, yeah, if you, so yeah. I suppose the question I got for you then is when do you, when do you decide, okay, I've screwed this one up, I'm going to have to take a loss? So I have I have my my levels right. So in terms of monetary, right? If I lose X amount of money, I let go of the trade. But like I said, right? There's ways to get out of it because we have the market directional nailed, right? With US thirty, and I'll talk about this when we break down the, uh, the charts for your viewers, and they'll see, right? Um, so the POIs are not too far away, right? Normally, price if it doesn't turn at one POI, it's going to turn at the next POI, right? If I'm horrendously wrong, what I'll do is I'll hedge the trade. So I'll hedge it until the right POI comes ride it back up yeah that's more advanced stuff i don't recommend people go down the hedging route it's just something i'm comfortable doing right and again this is the kind of trader i am right you have to ask yourself what's the kind of trader you are but i always recommend to my guys they'd learn to trade with a stop loss because what i do is actually kind of difficult um but if you're going to do what i do trade with small lots yeah okay and so so what about winning percentage what does that look like so winning percentage for me normally is pretty high. It's normally mid seventies or eighties, um, and again, it's to do with because I don't take unnecessary losses where I'm entering the market and getting stopped out because you know, because like I said, right, when you're going for the two to five pip stop losses, you're cutting your margin for error, right? Sometimes you just don't read it correctly, right? So you're unnecessarily gonna be burning yourself, right? So one of my students again, same person yesterday was in the GA trade that I'm in currently, right? He got stopped out multiple times where I'm still in the GA trade, yeah? And our GA is flying, right? Whereas if he just believed in his directional bias and said, okay, there's multiple POIs in this area, I'm just going to widen my stop loss slightly more. And in the beginning, you're not going to trust the two to five pip stop loss, so you should have it slightly wider. Yeah. and you're not going to know. Yeah, you definitely yeah? play with your psychology in terms of if you keep getting you know slammed out at two to five pips. Yeah. You're going exactly. to be like, exactly. I've lost 20 trades in a row. My account's in disarray and yeah, it's going to affect you. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, I will, I will start trusting me, right? And when I have enough data, right, evidence because of my trading history and experience to say, yep, I've nailed the POI, right? I can trust this every time. That's when I will put a stop loss and trust it. And that's when I will base the lots based on that. But currently right now, I don't use it because there's no need, right? Most of the time, I'm pretty much bang on in the area. I just, I just, you know, put a, put a decent sized lot in, and I just ride the trade, right? When I'm in profit, and then again, another reason why stop losses are dangerous, and I showed you this, right? On our GJ example, we're talking about the market. Once it, you know, when we talk about the market, right, it's not suddenly going to break this, the higher time frame structure, right? It's going to cycle. You know, it's, it's like a car, right? It's going to go through the gears. So what the banks are doing at the time is they're bringing price back back to that original POI to take you out of break-even. So a lot of traders, what happens in the beginning, new traders in the market, right? They'll get into a good trade, good entry, but they'll get stopped out at break-even. That's happened to everyone, right? And then the market goes, right? Right. Yep. Whereas if they just trusted their analysis and kept their stop loss in you know slightly wider in the original position, I'm not talking put 30 pip stop losses. When I mean wide, I mean like 8 to 10 pips most, right? Or even 12 at the most, right? Not like going horrendously high, right? Um, they would have still been a trade. Another way you can tackle that problem is what we call twin trading, right? So you put two positions at your original entry. One, you're going to TP at a set point, right? Whether it's 3 to 1, 4 to 1 RR, right? Because you'll get that pretty quick with what we do. And then the second position, and you know this, leave the stop loss at its original place. But even if it types your stop loss there, you haven't really dented the account. The account's still in profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're using the profit that you made on the first trade for the yeah for exactly. the runner, um, which yeah, look, I mean, I don't know how many times it's happened to me where I've I've moved the stop to break even and got taken out on the on a second position even. So not even leaving it at the stop. So I'm actually trying to go. Well, I don't want to lose any money. Now that I've had a winner, and yeah. I tell you what, it's like literally eighty percent of the time the stop 
the break even will get stopped will get hit um because people are taking profits and come, you know the and then there's another 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 trader that's kind of trader that's going in there going well we know there's a whole lot of stops there because everyone's moved their their um their <laughs> their stop to break even so let's go and take those break evens out and uh, yeah anyway sorry i digress now what pairs do you trade so yeah so we were talking about this right so the pairs i trade they correlate heavily with us 30 because you know, i'll share this with you guys anyway us 30 controls the market if you go on bloomberg and this is what we spoke about you'll hear them talk about s&p 500 and us 30 is because when the when when those indices i.e us 30 represents the top 30 companies in the united states when money is being pumped in the stock market that means the banks are buying the euro and pound and then they're offloading the, the dollar and the yen. So what are most things in the market traded? Pound, dollar, yen, and euro, right? So I just trade the pairs that give me direction for those. So I trade pound yen, pound USD, euro USD, euro Aussie dollar, euro yen, pound Aussie, pound New Zealand, and euro New Zealand. Those are the only eight pairs I trade plus gold. Um, you don't need to trade anything else because they're the most volatile pairs, right? And again, you were talking about this. One of the questions you asked me is, right, tips and trips for people thinking about leaving their jobs. I wouldn't recommend you trade USDJPY because when US30 goes up, both the dollar and yen are getting weaker. That's why it doesn't move. The same with euro and pound. When US30 is going up, euro and pound get stronger at the same time. So it's actually pointless trading those pairs. So, you know, trading is not about, right? This is like the same analogy, right? If you're cooking a dish, right, you need to know what you're cooking, right? Are you going to be cooking pasta today, pizza, or what? Roast, right? So when you come to charts, it's not any different, right? You need to know today, with intent, I'm going to be trading gold, or I'm going to be trading euro USD because US30 is going up. So euro is getting stronger and dollar is getting weaker. So it's very important with everything you do in trading to have purpose, even down to you know the, what pairs you pick. So very important. This is very important. This is one of the keys you're going to get consistency. So I don't trade Aussie dollar CAD because I know it's one of a very slow moving pair, and my US thirty analysis doesn't give me direction for Aussie dollar or CAD, does it? Yeah. So it's pointless. Yeah. What does your typical trading day look like? My typical trading day it can vary from time to time. So I know I'm quite early. I wake up quite early, normally around six in the morning because. I just do. You just have it now, right? Then I'm up for London session. So I know that I say this to the guys, right? I don't really do mentoring sessions while I'm trading during the day because it's just hard to mentor someone and manage my own portfolio, right? So I just like to be focused. Then I can either I can get one on a call with one of my guys, you know, on the team, and we'll be trading together. And later in the evening, I'll probably do you know a few mentoring calls where I need to catch up with a few guys from that. In between, I'm free, like. In between, I'll go to like a cafe and just chill out there because once you get to this level where you start making money in Forex, right? And again, it doesn't take long because all you have to think about, I just need to bank 300 to 500 quid a day and I'm already going to be earning 1% in the world. You'll have a lot of time, right? So it's all about keeping yourself stress-free, right? Whether that What that means for you is whether you go for a walk with your family or watch a movie, whatever it is for you, right? My thing is I go to coffee shops or you know rooftop bars and just chill out there because um, you have to really keep yourself sane because when you start hitting trades you're you know you're going to see money move up and down what's that doing to your psychology right yeah screwing up now most of the times i had bad days in the market is when i make a lot of money and i just get reckless right and in those moments what's going to protect you is going to be your seven step trading plan so you really need to focus on building that trading plan because it's going to protect you what do you think made you different from the average mum or dad, dad trader out there? What makes me different than everyone else? Or? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If that's that's a hard question to to answer to one. Everyone has a different personality, right? Mine, I'm, I've always been hyper-focused, right? Whenever I do something, like even with my degree or whatever, when I have an interest in something, I'm just hyper-focused. So even when I'm not on the charts, I'm thinking about those questions, right, that I needed answering. So when I was learning the schematics, for example, and I kept getting hit by the spring because I get getting liquidated, I kept asking that question, what makes a spring a spring? So even yesterday, I was thinking about something. Um, but, yeah, so I guess what makes me different is I'm just so focused on what my goals are, right? And this is what I spoke about my IG, right? People talk about the law of attraction, right? It's not simply enough. So just just think it, right? You have to physically go and do something to make that vision come true. But you can't do that in the first place if your vision is not clear. So my vision for me is very clear. In the next 12 to 24 months, I want to have a hedge fund. 
How am I going to get there? Is by executing consistently on my trading account. How am I going to do that? By following my seven-step process, right? So I really split up my 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 life to take me where it needs to be. Does that make sense? Does yeah, that answer that? Cool. And and do you um, think being a being a doctor has like helped you in any way? I guess it's. I guess yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this yesterday when I saw the, the questions that were be asked, but. Yeah, I guess it gives me a different way of thinking about the world, right? So even when I was teaching, you know, going through all the stuff with you, I was relating everything to real life situations, right? Like when we're talking about the complex pullbacks, etc., right? I relate everything on the charts to real life, right? So when I was talking about the example when structure breaks, a car is just not going to go to zero to hundred, is it? It's going to cycle through the gears. The same thing happens to price. So if you on the charts can start applying real life situations to what's happening, you'll you'll do far better now. The next question probably going to ask is how someone gets to this level. That's a very difficult question, right? You can do what I did and struggle for like two years or whatever, right? And just bash your head and just work it out for yourself because it will happen, right? You spend enough time on the charts, right? I'm not talking go just listen to the average person and say, okay, let me just look at daily or four hourly. Watch time on M1, M5, those lower time frames, right? Because that's where you're actually going to get an understanding for what price does the higher time frame remember momentum shifts from the lower time frames up it doesn't shift from the monthly down right a car doesn't go from zero 100 to zero right it goes from zero to 100 right so the same thing what happens with momentum right and 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 price the momentum is going to shift from the lower time frame upwards right so again this is a misconception in trading that you have to utilize the banks utilize the daily the four hourly and 15 for execution is wrong if you think about the algorithms you know the high frequency algorithms are trading they're trading on the nanosecond sphere, aren't they? So you really have to master all time. That's really important. Um, the other way you can do is get a mentor. Now, that's tricky because, again, the industry is kind of uh, diluted with who you can trust. But once you find the right mentor, and the point of a mentor is they're going to speed up your learning curve tremendously. Yeah, yeah. folding time, basically. Yeah, you're, you're folding time. So if I had a mentor in the beginning, right, to teach me all the stuff I know right now, I would have got to this stage in two or three months, right? But because I had no one mentoring me, I had to learn all this stuff myself, right? I had to make all those mistakes myself, blow all those accounts or whatever, make those mistakes, right? Lose all that money to get to this stage. So when the guys come to me now, the reason why they get consistency in such a short space of time is because I've done all the mistakes for them. So they just follow the, the, the right way of seeing the market or the right protocols that we put into place. Um, so I would definitely recommend you go get a mentor as well. But just be careful who you trust, um, you know, because, you know, <laughs> there's people out there doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So, you know, people have even sold my content and pretended to be me and all that stuff. So that happens. But you just, you've got to be careful. Another thing I would say, right, a good mentorship program is not going to be cheap because, again, you have to think about it, right? From my perspective, I've got 1.5K running in profit right now. i got to think, do I want to sacrifice my time to teach someone else? So, don't be afraid to invest your money into improving yourself because that will pay off if you get the right mentor, right? Nothing in life is cheap. Like, nothing good in life is cheap. Same if you go to Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton are not cutting their prices to, like, $20, right? Because they know the value, right? And a good mentor knows the value of the stuff he teaches because he knows what that potential is in terms of you becoming a profitable trader. Now, thinking about a price chart, I mean, what three things, I mean, you obviously walked through a bunch of stuff with me, but what three things would you recommend someone listening to this go away and start doing a bit of education on? So definitely, so I mean, I'll talk through our trading plan again. I don't, I don't mind. So we have a seven-step process we follow for any trade, any pair we look at, right? The first two steps are all about market direction, right? So this is when you, like, it's all working out which pairs to trade, right? So that's to do with US 30. You definitely need to stop looking at dollar index because that doesn't work. Reason why it doesn't work, and I explained to you before, is because the dollar index measures the strength of the United States dollar against seven different currencies. The euro comprises the majority of that index. So movements in the dollar index um, affect euro the most. So it's only going to give you direction for euro USD. You're going to cut out a lot of pairs you can't trade. So you definitely want to look at US 30. And again, to summarize, when US 30 goes up pound and euro gets stronger, your USD and yen get weaker and vice versa if it goes down. So you need to go and analyze US 30, right? The second thing is you need to understand structure and order flow on the higher time frame. That's the weekly and monthly time frames, right? Order flow is something completely different to structure. So structure is to do with a higher, higher, higher low component. 
all the flows to do with the mitigation, right? Which way are the banks mitigating structures? Are they going mitigating to go higher or lower? So you need to understand that. The next thing is you need to understand which phase of the market cycle you're in. Are you in an accumulation phase? Are you in a reaccumulation distribution phase? And again, that's going to uh, um, lead you to go and study some Wyckoff. So there's a lot of resources on on, uh, on Google and Wyckoff. You can do it, right? It doesn't require you to have a mentor, but uh, the caution here is how the schematics present on the on the Google images is not how they behave in real life. So that's just the caution there. And plus, I know this from experience, the guys that have written books on Wyckoff, they're not traders because they look they're writing it from a theoretical perspective, not from a practical perspective. So just be cautious. Also with the Wyckoff, I'll give a tip, focus on the phases. So when you go on a Google chart and type in accumulation, you'll see A, B, C, D, E. Focus on what those phases are doing because those phases are consistent, right? So, so step three is about phase analysis, right? Phase analysis leads you to what you're going to do with a trade. So that comes down to trade management and trade execution. And the exit criteria leads from that because if you're in a certain phase of the schematic, you'll do certain things, right? If you're in another phase, you're going to do other things. But that requires you specific knowledge of the phases and the schematics. The final thing is the entry criteria, right? Remember, now, notice I mentioned the entry thing last because it's the least important, right, thing to do. Before you, you know, you get in a car and you go somewhere, what do you need to do? You need to decide, have that discussion with your partner or family or friends where you're going, right? So everything conceptually before is far more important. The entry stuff is very simple, right? All you're doing is zooming in on your point of interest on a lower time frame, finding a schematic or watching some structure play because price will prove itself to you. But that's the last step because, again, you know, and I spoke to you about this. People focus on the entry criteria, right? They forget the exit criteria. You want to have the exit efficiency. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to be 2K profit on a trade and then it turn and then you're only up a few hundred quid because that's going to make you mad. And the only reason why that happened is because you didn't exit the trade at the right time. Right. Now, mm. how do you get that exit criteria? Because you'll use your directional bias from US 30, you will know where you are on the schematic in terms of phase analysis. You'll, you'll, you'll have all that figured out. So, if you are ever in a situation, right, where you don't know where the exit is, you haven't done the analysis properly from steps one to whatever. Nice. So nice. That's the trading plan from one to seven. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to show this on a live chart when we do it later. We break down some pairs, how it works. But that's the seven-step process, six or seven-step process I follow every time. And the reason why it's there is because you want to get automated. You don't want your emotions, right? So I was saying this to you, right? Every time I come before on the charts, I have this internal dialogue with myself, and I think most people do, right? You're not a good trader. You're not going to make money today. This is going to be awful. I'm tired today. I haven't had enough sleep. God, uh, my partner's complaining so much. What's going to protect you in that moment? Your process, right? Your seven, six-step process is going to guard you, and it's going to protect you from making mistakes. Now, talking about making mistakes, I mean, have you got any like techniques or things around a trader's mindset that they can they can uh, they can I suppose practice or try out? Maybe something you haven't mentioned already in the show. You can try meditating. You, you know, try meditating. I never used to be a believer in meditation, but if you can take some time to meditate, that's always helpful. Everyone's going to have different things they do, like music they can listen to, whatever. But you need to find what's going to put you in the optimal state of mind. Because it's all about state of mind, right? What state of, That state of mind that you need to be when you're performing in a high level, right? Because it's the same as you know any high-level Olympic sport or whatever. So you've got to find what things you do. Personally, me, I meditate from time to time. Uh, another thing which keeps me sharp is because I mentor so many guys, I, I talk about trading 24-7 pretty much, right? So if you can teach someone, that also helps, right? doesn't have to you don't have to start a mentorship program you can just teach your friends right you can teach your parents or whatever right because that will get you explain it right if you can explain something it'll make you better and also sometimes i find if you talk out loud about the trade right versus just passively thinking it you'll realize things or you know maybe i was wrong about this there yeah that makes sense so that's another thing you can do um that's a great tip actually i've never heard that one in all these episodes and i think it's a fantastic little tip there yeah, yeah. So sometimes when I've been on by myself, right, looking at trade, and I get on a call with one of my students, and we actually talk about it, I'm like, I'm, I'm horrendously wrong what I was talking about, yeah? So <laughs> that's just part of it, right? Because when you're thinking, it's a passive process, right? Right. So again, when I was talking about the meditation, the meditation aspect kind of calms your mind, is working on your subconscious, right? So if your subconscious isn't 
sharp, right? If you're not focused, your passive thought process is going to be flawed. One way you can protect yourself, if you don't want to meditate, you don't believe in that, is talk through your trade ideas. Yeah? Yeah. yeah? Nice. Now, the important, another important thing is journaling. Right? I don't do this as much, but I recommend people do journal this in the beginning. When I was refining, I did a lot of journaling because, again, when you backtest, right, it's not simply about putting the replay tool on and just saying, oh, I can recognize this pattern, right? You have to physically see understand what price is doing right what were the banks doing in this moment are they trying to get out of drawdown what was the schematic and again tips if you want to master the schematic and i did this exercise right pick a random pair once you learn it right go on any youtube video and they can try and teach you it um on an okay level otherwise there's leaked content of mine somewhere on the internet you can find and watch it and try and learn um once you have some basic understanding you're not going to be able to recognize the schematics that as they're building in real time if you can't recognize them in retrospect right so you pick a random pair and i did this on i think AED usd when i was learning just label everything like label the accumulation label the distribution until it's second nature and it's not going to take long it takes a couple of hours on a weekend just sitting there and doing it yeah cool cool now um before we go into the quick fire round if there was one thing you recommend somebody listening to the show spend the next month mastering what would it be can't recommend one thing to be honest it's okay one thing i would say and this is going to encompass everything is work on your trade plan okay so and i've given the the general formula right so step one two market direction step three phase analysis on your medium term time frames and structure analysis step four where are you with the in the, the schematic step five uh, execution and exit criteria etc and finally the entry right you have to go away and break those things up right what are you going to do to do your directional bias? And I already gave you guys the answer, right? Look at US 30. What are you going to do for your directional bias part two? Look at monthly and weekly cost structure and flow analysis, right? Again, these things are not available on the internet to teach you. So I don't know about resources to guide you, um, but those are the things you need to start looking at. And then, you know, once you have the trading plan nailed, right, I would recommend you watch price, right? Watch price, what it does on a lower time frame around once it breaks structure you'll find answers i promise you'll find answers it might look like you're shooting in a haystack right you're finding but you'll see things your mind is so powerful at trying to put pieces together right have you ever done the jigsaw puzzle right and you're trying to figure out then pieces all over the place your mind is phenomenal at putting one and one together yeah the third thing i can recommend is find yourself a mentor right and again that's down to you and what you want to do and there's no pressure to do it because you can figure it out on your own. I promise you can. But you have to ask yourself the right questions. You have to be exquisitive, right? And you have to really want this. This is for life. But if you nail the skill, you will have it for life. For sure. Yeah. Now, let's jump into the quick fire round. So this is going to be pretty quick, I think. So it's uh, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Probably just over a year. Just over a year. What's your favorite entry setup? So favorite entry, I have, we have a buy and sell model. So it's different from the, for the buy side. Um, I'm looking for a complex pullback because normally things are between a distribution and accumulation. And I'm looking to go trade phase C, which is spring and test phase. So we enter on the lower time frame on that. It's kind of hard to describe unless we're on the charts, but that's the favorite setup. I'm, I'm more of a buy trader. And this is another thing, right? You're going to recognize in your traders one side, you can recognize one side better. So I can recognize the buy side better. And that's just normal because your brain, one side of your brain is going to work better than the other. What's your recommended trading book or resource? <laughs> I would recommend following our Telegram page because I post trades there all the time. And I'm going to be doing a free webinar, by the way, um, either this weekend or next weekend. So before, because we're reaching a thousand members, it's only been a couple of months, the channel's been up. So I'll do a free webinar and I'll be sharing a lot of good stuff in that because I give back. I want to give back. You know, trading has given me so much. So, it only makes sense to give back to people. Uh, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? I use IC Markets um, because it's raw spreads. I know if you're in the States, you can't do them. Um, XM is also good. and Their withdrawals are very good. But IC Market, because all the stuff we do on a lower time frame, I really like having that low, low spread profile. Do you want to walk cool. us through your worst ever trade? Worst ever trades? There's been, <laughs> there's been a lot of them, to be honest. 
there's been a lot of them. Um, I'll talk about one that happened to me last week, actually. I was in there, I was trying to buy Euro AD. This is when we we're trying, still trying to refine a cell model. I caught, caught horrendously on the wrong side of it because um, don't you stop us, right? But what I did was I hedged it. So I hedged it all the way down. Um, so there's been some very, I've had some very bad days in the market. But then again, I was trying to refine and learn. So I can't pinpoint one, but there have been some very bad trades in my life, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. But that's, that's part of it, to be honest. Uh, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece of advice, just don't give up. Because, you know, in my trading journey, if you think about it, in the beginning, parent, my parents said, no, don't want you to trade. My fiance even said, I don't believe in this, right, when I was trying to get profitable and consistent, right? But once you get consistent and profit, and I, I guarantee this now, people are just going to come flocking to you, and you just have to believe it, right? You just have to keep trying and pushing. And don't be afraid to Blow accounts, right? People think blowing an account is like the end, end all be all. I wouldn't have been become the trader I am today if I didn't make all those mistakes, right? My guys know I never traded on demo. I always practice on live, right? So, and again, you don't have to be that dramatic, right? You can just practice on demo, but don't be afraid. If you have a bad day in the market, just, I know it's going to be hard. You're going to feel like a kick in the teeth, right? Like I'm putting all this time and look, I'm losing money again, right? Eventually it's going to click, but focus on your step, seven step trading plan. Trading plan is the key. It's not about one thing or another. It's not about mastering why couple this, that, and the other. Yeah, you need to do that. But your trading plan is most important. And part of that trading plan, the most important bit is the trade management. Nice. Right. Well, look, before we wrap up, Ali, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? They can get in touch with me on my Instagram. So, you know, at Erty Ali, or you can find the Sniper page. There's links on there. Or we've got a website. is www.snipereffects.com. So SNX, um, how do I spell it? I haven't been on the website. Uh, so SNXPERFX.com. You can go on there. And that will have all the links to um, um, the telegrams, etc. Superb. Well, look, a big thank you to Ali for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here along with all the links are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Ali in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, guys, there we go. Interview done. Now, look, as I mentioned at the start of the show, there's tons of stuff going on over there on TradingNut YouTube channel. We've got the video here that we shot with Ali after this interview, which went on for quite a while. At, but there's such a unique approach. I'd never heard about this before in all the interviews and all the things I've seen. Never heard about this. So worthwhile checking out. There's also the TradingView replay challenge. Sign up to uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell and then click all so you get these live events. So these are two live events, TradingView replay challenge and the Trader versus Trader uh, competition. Guys, it's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. And then there's obviously Build That Bot as well. So you're going to get to find out how the Momo Bot went very soon. And I'll put up a new strategy uh, soon as well. So guys, tons of stuff to go and check out there. Head over to the site if you don't know how to get there. And there are links to the YouTube videos and the YouTube channel through tradingnut.com. All right, guys, we'll see you over there if I don't see you in the next episode.